0: Welcome to TDC and have we got some drama for you. This week we talk Elon Musk and Grimes, Denise Richards, and Brandy Glanville, Julian Michaels, and Lizzo, and then Steph tells us the story of Linda Lovelace and I tell you the story of Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Stay tuned.
1: What up, fam? What up, fam? Feels good, right? Right.
0: Yeah, I know it
1: dude.
0: I know yeah. it do. Yeah. And without further ado,
1: without further ado, without further ado uh, uh, we broadcast, live, broadcast live from CA to This M-A. is an earth cafe. Y'all are open when the earth is open.
0: <laughs> Which honestly might not be for love. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a dark ass joke. <laughs>
0: Grimes and Eli. <Elon. laughs>
1: Grimes traps his ass, guys. that's the best like internet thing happening i think oh yeah the memes are hilarious yeah
0: the memes are great and it's bringing together all different parts of the internet
1: yeah and (laughs) and i thought like everybody's speculating like what's their baby gonna be called grimes (laughs) 2 model x (laughs) yeah whatever what a weird couple the weirdest couple (laughs) And somebody had a picture. Do you remember in Toy Story when that weird kid across the street makes that like face like monster? No, he I takes remember like a bad kid. He takes like a head of like a doll and oh, puts yeah, it on, uh, yeah. and they're like, This is Elon Musk <laughs> and uh, what's her face's baby? Remember this thing <laughs> Grimes's baby,
0: a spider baby,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, what, baby face is the <laughs> name of it, apparently. Oh, shit. <laughs> he also produces music on the side.
0: <laughs> Shout out to baby face and Tony Braxton, yeah. Um, okay, now aren't you disappointed? In Amber Heard, she should have trapped his ass.
1: Oh yeah, Amber Heard. I mean, but Amber Heard doesn't have it in her girl. You are. She 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 has several opportunities to trap several men, (laughs) like high-powered men, and has like failed time and time again. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not expecting much from Amber Heard. I know. I saw that she has a hair commercial. Good for her.
0: Oh, I saw that too.
1: I mean, she's got to make her (laughs) own money (laughs) because.
0: watch she her ass is gonna get trapped by some nobody of course
1: yeah <laughs> james franco is gonna trap <laughs> Amber Heard's ass.
0: <laughs> they're kind of problematic they could they could be together yeah for sure that's a good couple actually
1: james and amber heard
0: yeah yeah
1: for sure good looking and dumb <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's some real housewife news because uh Ooh. brandy glanville yeah and Denise Richards. So Denise was on this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Brandy was previously on for a few seasons, then left. But she's that, like Hurricane
0: Brandy. Like wherever she goes, there's trouble.
1: She's crazy. And they still kind of keep her on. Like she's yeah. kind of like how Camille was like still doing like little segments yeah. here and there when yeah. she like, quote unquote, left. Right. I think if you leave on good terms with Andy Cohen, he'll still throw you a bone.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: But the like the Maloof, he was like fuck yeah you. yeah. Like, fuck her. He didn't want anything to do with her. But anyways, so big like I guess it's still a rumor, and Denise is denying it.
0: Oh, I didn't know she's denying it. Yeah, apparently Denise Richards walked off of the set of Real Housewives and has yet to return because the other women brought up what was a secret, which is that she and brandy glanville have been having an affair right which according to brandy like she she spilled the beans about because she thought that denise and her husband had an open marriage
1: that's right okay i remember now <laughs> <laughs> that's how and then like of course like if you watch the show and you know brandy like of course yeah. she did that <laughs> yeah because she has a big fucking mouth yeah she don't shut up
0: yeah she can't control herself
1: yeah so then denise obviously got pissed and now this is spreading everywhere and no sure her people are denying that this is true i think did nt say anything yet because i feel like he he was would... going to say something and then harry and meghan happened oh. cuz i actually just listened to one part of his harry and, harry and meghan thing yeah. and he's like so today was supposed to be about
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah uh that was crazy that's like juicy gossip i love everything about that story yeah because it's like behind the scenes drama it's an affair they've outed them as having an open marriage which i think i think we kind of knew that though
1: with denise and that guy yeah yeah i mean okay yeah i mean she was with charlie sheen too she maybe like that's her vibe yeah that's what auntie says oh really yeah he says that because well
0: because we've talked about it before how NT says that denise used to be one of heidi's girls right and so that's what she's used to because that's what she knows right so it's like you know oh you want to fuck uh a sex worker whatever like that's nothing to her like
1: whatever so right she understands mm-hmm. yeah so it's super i mean it's awesome that's awesome for the it's real housewives ju- <laughs> it's so juicy <laughs> it's so yeah there's a lot going on there <laughs> fucking brandy glanville yeah she's I mean,
0: good on them for always bringing her in to stir the pot, like keeping Brandy close. Because sometimes, yeah. like you know, because she's a hot mess, that. yeah.
1: And she don't care. Like she <laughs> just like she she's not. Because a lot of them, you could tell, often are trying to like be this person, like be this character, and yeah, have this reputation and image mm-hmm. that they're trying to uphold. So you could tell, like they're holding back or. Yeah. Or they're, they're like, towing
0: the line they, they're they trying to play both sides of it sometimes like lisa renna who's messy
1: yeah
0: but still she's like lisa her husband is fucking harry what's his name hamlin hamlin like you know she can't be a hot mess or at least right. she, she shouldn't be but brandy has no ties to anything but mess <laughs> so- right
1: for sure yeah yeah, yeah. for sure seriously
0: <laughs> oh yeah that shit was funny you think it's Uh, true though or you you're holding back judgment i don't know uh, i kind of hope it's true (laughs) i hope it's true too right
1: like i wish that i don't know i don't know i don't know why denise would want to keep it private maybe for her kids maybe that's true for her family people don't understand that Uh you know and people are hella judgy yeah so Okay. All right. Now I'm like, okay. Well, I understand why she would maybe want to keep that private. But Brandy Glanville, what a bitch!
0: (laughs) I also don't think Brandy is a liar necessarily.
1: Right. She is very honest. Almost too honest.
0: Yeah. So that's another part of it. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out this season. Yeah. Do you think it's true? You know, I don't know because I kind of saw Denise as more square than that. Like me too. If it's true, then
1: good for her. <laughs> but she surprises me. Like just the fact that she was with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. I don't know. And she tweeted out like a dick
0: print of her husband too. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. She does some surprising shit. So this There's can be up there. More to be there. seen there. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about was, did you hear that
1: Jillian Michaels story? It was super fucked up. So I only heard like the after the fallout. I don't know the details. So give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So corny. Uh,
0: Hold on. Let me try to find a quote. Okay. So a couple of days ago, uh, the famous personal trainer, Jillian Michaels, decided that she wanted to comment specifically about Lizzo's body, which is such a fucking weird thing to do. Like, yeah. wh- why would you comment on somebody on else's body? On anybody's comment? body. Comment yeah. on your own fucking body right. and mind your business. Yes, exactly. Well, she says, R.E. Lizzo, quote, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it-, it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Ugh. So it's like she's trying to hide this judgment of another woman's body with this, like, faux concern about her health
1: or something right where i saw this going viral on i think twitter or instagram and it was like please spare me like that kind of fake concern like that you know whatever that she's overweight and obviously that does cause health problems right But what about the mental health problems that you cause by, like, forcing all women to want to be, like, a twig or whatever? Right. To conform Um, to whatever it is that you... Consider a beauty standard.
0: And newsflash, skinny people are unhealthy, too.
1: Exactly. Like, skinny... Some skinny people are, like have eating disorders obviously and like how about just like just don't work out because they're like well i'm skinny like whatever i don't have to like take the extra steps
0: that was me for a long time so (laughs) so i I heard that but you know what i mean like you can't just outwardly judge someone like that without knowing their fucking business
1: right and another that so what i saw going viral was like spare me like the fake concern about like whatever us standing lizzo and what that means for like this health health shit mm-hmm. when like we stand all these fucking rappers and people that do drugs and drink yeah. and like we don't yeah, fucking ever turn around and judge them and be like oh what are you doing to your fucking body like right you know did anybody ever tell lil wayne oh like this is <laughs> so unhealthy for you
0: yeah no we we've, we've never we would never think
1: to comment on a
0: man's body like that ever of course not ever. Yeah. and the fact that it's a woman i think makes it so much worse yeah and a woman doing that to another woman yeah it's fucking shitty
1: yeah so i mean and then and like we're not how about like nobody's fucking dumb like nobody's saying like everybody get fat and like just eat what the fuck you (laughs) want or whatever it's just empowering to see a woman that doesn't conform to those beauty standards actually fucking love herself against all the negative energy that that gets
0: right i guess all odds like yeah right like no one wants her to love herself and she fucking does
1: it yeah seriously (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like we're nobody is saying like hey everybody fucking eat whatever like eat like shit get diabetes die young. (laughs) yeah live fast live fat (laughs) die young
0: That's my. That's (laughs) put that shit on my. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the internet came for Jillian, of course.
1: Yeah, because you're wrong.
0: Yeah, and also another thing: the co-host of her show, or I don't know if it's still on, but the biggest loser, he had like heart attacks like several heart attacks and he's thin or he's fit he's a he's a personal trainer just like her
1: right and i think there's a lot of pressure with those people too dude those people do mad drugs to stay fit like that those people take extreme measures and do extreme diets to be fit like that and like i I don't know if like we need to be celebrating you motherfuckers either no (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) how about that so she so jillian michaels had to put out a notes app apology oh
1: yeah she said 2020 baby first, note, notes oh, app first apology notes app. of the fucking decade jillian michaels you skinny bitch
0: she needs to get an award for this honestly we should That's get like though. make her like Let's a little statue yeah for sure so she said as i've stated repeatedly We are all beautiful, worthy, and equally deserving. I also feel strongly that we love ourselves enough to acknowledge that there are serious health consequences that come with obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, to name only a few.
1: Yeah, we already know that. (laughs) We know
0: that. I would never wish these for anyone, and I would hope we prioritize our health because we love ourselves and our bodies. But then, what are you doing? Then that's not the way to achieve that.
1: No, it's not. Yeah.
0: And I don't see her ever coming for any white One who's right mm-hmm. white yeah. women,
1: mm-hmm. white when, women. Did, when did when did this statement come out when adele was huge mm-hmm. we could talk about <laughs> adele huge. lost a lot of weight too oh that's fucked up huh when adele was big <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up my bad <laughs> my bad i take that l on that but you
0: know the issue with adele is that i think that actually men i think would sometimes come for adele but adele is fucking gorgeous like
1: uh huh. She's gorgeous. She's fucking her gorgeous. Her face is like,
0: I think she fits. What is that standard where it's the like perfectly rule? symmetrical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like I think that that kind of takes her far away, like to where people don't uh, really Co- comment on her body she as fits much as other ordinarily B standards. Uh-huh. Like yeah. very,
1: very fucking well. So the right. fact that she's overweight is like kind of overlooked. I, I get it.
0: Yeah. So but uh, yeah, that's another. That's some gossip too. Adele. Adele is,
1: is thin,
0: skinny as fuck kind of concerningly
1: so so fast but we don't see her though that's true i guess but weren't there pictures of her rapping like recently remember at that karaoke bar and she wasn't that thin but she was much thinner she was much thinner you're right yeah Yeah. so like what is that like a year and i remember like when i was probably like 13 i think i lost like 30 pounds in a year or something and my doctor was like this is considered anorexia like you're not supposed to lose weight that fast it's bad for you that is so much weight i know a lot but i was 13 and insecure and i was like it's time for me to be thin now right yeah (laughs) my time has come (laughs) because julia michael's gonna call me a fat diabetic bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh so the first uh i just googled or i just searched for julian michaels and the first thing that comes up is from us a headline from usa today that says turns out julian michaels is 100 percent in hot water <laughs> <laughs> you tried. That's, that's a good one <laughs> yeah
1: you tried guys that was great 10 <laughs> 10 effort
0: yeah i think um i think lizzo dragged her
1: Yeah, she did, and I didn't see it, but everybody says that she did a naked response on a video and and said something like, hella sassy, which I didn't watch. Because Lizzo also quit Twitter. Oh, she did? Yeah, she said like this. Because of this? Not because of this, just because she says that it's negative, which Mm. it is. I mean, all social media has its negative connotations, and Mm. I think when you're famous, probably even worse. Oh, for sure. Because now you have like, I mean, if you have 100 followers versus fucking five million obviously
0: and there's always haters
1: oh yeah no matter what you do that's what i was just thinking like people are gonna hate no matter what right you just have to let that shit roll off you honestly yeah like chrissy Teigen. remember she was posting pictures of like her on vacation because people were dragging her for having like a flat ass oh yeah and then like people talk shit about her having flat ass people talk shit about the kardashians having fake fucking asses ain't Mm -hmm. nobody happy we're all fucked up and this all stems from capitalism (laughs) (laughs) i
0: thought you were gonna say misogyny
1: we could bring this back all the way back guys vote (laughs) voter die voter die
0: the other day the other day i was taking a shower and i was like sitting there in the steam with my with my eucalyptus essential oils
1: oh I you th- fled this is a flex man i, s-
0: I started thinking uh, <laughs> you know you know, uh, <laughs> you know. You know how that be.
1: You know um, how that be. Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm working on the theory that everything is either politics or fashion, except for politics, which is fashion, and fashion, which is politics.
1: Oh fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, how high were you? Just, <laughs> 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 that, that eucalyptus
0: hits different.
1: That is true though. Can't we
0: agree that capitalism is an economic system, a system for the production and distribution of things we need and want? I won't
1: agree to that.
0: Until you
1: say something about government too. Welcome to the drama club y'all. Welcome to the drama club guys. My name is Stephanie.
0: And my name is May. And like I said, this is the drama club.
1: This is the goddamn drama club. <laughs> <laughs> we got drama. I probably shouldn't use the Lord's name in vain. Excuse me. I'm sorry for all of our religious listeners.
0: Oh, well, they're gonna be real mad at my story today. But go on.
1: Ooh. oh, <laughs> oh shit. <'Cause>, okay. <laughs> Mine is very different than if yours has anything to do with religion.
0: Okay. So this is a podcast about scandals, mostly.
1: Celebrity scandals, biographies. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Politics, fashion, fashion (laughs) politics. (laughs)
1: Shower problems. (laughs) Eucalypti. Welcome. Welcome to the drama club.
0: Welcome. You know what I keep forgetting to tell you?
1: No, I don't (laughs) because you haven't told me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That... There is a Spanish version of uh man's dot hot. What? Yeah, and but but it's not by that it's not by that dude, Big shack But it goes uh y la cosa hace
1: bra. Scooby-doo pa pa. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to <laughs> yeah, listen to that. That shit is a bop. Did you see that video going viral of that fat boy in the suburbs? Oh, who's
0: like uh we're Bra-pa-pa. in the suburbs
1: <laughs> he's like we in the motherfucking suburb Bra-pa-pa-pa. what the fuck's up jack or whatever <laughs> that guy's like washing his Washington BMW his he's like hey how's it going <laughs> Hell um, yeah.
0: When we were at the at the Rose Parade, the uh, uh you know how they usually have a flyover by those like jets or whatever? Yeah, 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 And they make a noise and then as soon as it flew over and it made that noise, I said, oh, we're in the ghetto. <laughs> 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 that kid da, was da, so da. funny. Yeah. Da, da. And all the white people around us did not get it, but Jazzy was dying, so I was like
1: uh, yeah. right. <laughs> That was so that one was a good video dude that kid right his glasses and shit (laughs) he's so cute (laughs) so we got a two for oh what's up uh there
0: was a story about j-lo what about her she's being sued by 40 million or 40 million dollars for um for hustlers for the actual girls yeah
1: yeah, I think that happens. I like I could have seen that coming. Remember when Forrest Gump, too, like the writer of the book, then Sued, like when the movie becomes a huge hit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they inevitably want more money for their... I mean, it's their fucking story.
0: Oh, yeah, but they didn't... They asked... Her production company asked for permission for their stories, and they didn't give it. What? Yes, and they just made the fucking movie anyway, so this is different.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that seems like... That seems like a lossy waiting to happen. But I think that it's like a gamble, you know, like if if the movie's not a hit or whatever, then nobody's going to come for you. And if the movie is a hit, then hopefully there's enough money to go around. You know, you right. Settle. right.
1: So. yeah, they'll settle with those girls for sure. Yeah. So I have I want to talk about Linda Lovelace. <gasps> Did you watch the movie? I watched Lovelace. Lovelace. The movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, that movie. And yeah. then I also watched a documentary called Inside Deep Throat okay which was also about that and i watched like a lot of youtube interviews
0: inside deep throat is um very highly rated right
1: it's really highly rated it's more about just deep throat like i had to look elsewhere for more about linda linda okay um so linda for those of you who don't know is a was a famous uh pornography actress and actress and Mm -hmm. then later uh activist Mm -hmm. um she was born in the bronx new york a bx stand up in 1949 she grew up in catholic school and her family she says she describes her family as not really being happy her Mm -hmm. dad was never at home really is that her real name no her name is linda i don't know what Uh okay (laughs) i didn't write it down her mom she describes as just like unloving like cold oh man And growing up, she said she was super conservative. People nicknamed her Miss Holy Holy in high school because allegedly she never put out. Oh. But then in other memoirs, she describes herself as showing signs of wanting to be an exhibitionist early on. Like she says like she started constantly masturbating at like 11, 12. And that she would like try to undress in front of the window and like huh yeah so some so that's something i i probably should have written in the beginning like linda goes back and forth a little bit so kind of make your own decision about what you believe or don't believe well both of
0: those things can also be true like because you know
1: people especially kids catholic yeah
0: and high school like they'll just fucking say whatever you know That's true and uh yeah it could have been both of those things
1: that's true at 16, her family moved to Florida following her dad's retirement from the police department in New York. Oh. At 19, she gave birth to a child, which <gasps> she, she gave up for adoption. Okay. I couldn't find any more information regarding that. Wow. She then moved back to New York on her own, where she was involved in a very bad car accident. Uh, she was hospitalized, and she required a blood transfusion, but the blood she was given didn't go no. through proper screening cuz this Way. was like yeah the this was probably like 1961 uh-huh so this led to her being contaminated with hepatitis oh, and no. would lead to ongoing issues throughout her life okay following the accident linda moved back home with her parents where she met this dude named chuck trainer their relationship blossomed as by now she was as she describes really into into sex and so was Chuck. So they together began engaging in group sex, regular sex, oral sex, 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 sex. I feel like you should never fuck a guy named Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it sounds like a bad idea, honestly. Well, if that's your theory, this is the, going to be the example that will <laughs> prove that theory. You're going to need a couple more, but <laughs> this one will definitely lend to that. Mm-hmm. So the relationship was okay at first, but. Chuck is an abuser. Ah. Linda said at first he was very charming and attentive, but slowly became extremely violent and abusive. The first thing that she remembers as being weird is that she, she smoked cigarettes and she had like casually mentioned to him that she wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. So he hypnotized her.
0: And I take it. He's not a trained anything.
1: I fucking doubt it. Okay. And then she said later he would keep hypnotizing her to stop other quote-unquote bad habits. Okay, he's a psycho. They both moved back to New York where she said he began pimping her out for sex work and later oh. forced her to marry him. Oh, no. When he first told her he was going to start having her perform sex work for money, she refused, and so he held a gun to her head and he said he would kill her if she didn't do it.
0: What the f- Fuck.
1: He then shoved her into a room and initiated her into prostitution with a gang rape by five men who paid him. What the fuck? No. Linda describes this as the turning point in her life. And She said that at that moment she felt like an inflatable plastic doll just being uh-huh. thrown all over the place, kind of blacking in and out of what was happening. And she's still pretty young? She is probably like 20, 21. Uh-huh. She said she felt as though the men were playing musical chairs with her body. And she will later always comment on this and says that this event was the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. I mean. Right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I can't Uh, imagine anything more frightening than that, honestly.
1: Shove a gun to your head and then. Right. Get raped while the person you love. Oh, yeah. Linda describes her marriage to Chuck as being like a prisoner to him. She wasn't allowed to move out of his sight even to use the restroom, where she mm-hmm. says he used to watch her from a hole in the door. What? Yeah, he's like, like, this is a level of abuse which is, like, extremely frightening. Yeah, because there's something wrong with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's super violent. and Yeah. She says that oftentimes he would sleep on top of her at night to make mm-hmm. sure that she wouldn't fucking leave. What the fuck? He listened to all of her phone calls. He would constantly point gun and guns at her, threaten to kill her. She Do said you ever she, sleep
0: uh, under a guy and it's like a like a weighted blanket.
1: Yeah, sometimes like I like when Howell will just lay on top of me. I'm like, yeah, oh that feels that good. That shit
0: feels so good.
1: <laughs> it feels like yeah, exactly like what I imagine a weighted blanket is. Yeah. So anyways, Linda says every day she was mentally abused by Chuck. Physically almost every day she was being abused by him. Mm-hmm. He isolated her. He cut her ties off with other people, which is a really standard abusive move to look out for if you have any friends who are dating someone who you -hmm. think might be sketchy. Linda said that throughout her marriage, Chuck would allow men to rape her for pay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. You know what I'm thinking too?
0: And obviously with the caveat that I'm not a psychologist or anything, but you have the mother who's cold towards Mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And now there's a man who's giving you attention. I mean, the attention is in the form of abuse, but it's something. Attention, yeah. yeah. So that must <clears throat> give you conflicted feelings about uh, uh, that. You th- Maybe you think, oh, maybe this is what love is. This is what it means to have someone show you love. affection. Or yeah. You
1: don't even know, right? Because you have nothing yeah. to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Linda then began performing under the name Linda Lovelace in hardcore loops, which were eight millimeter silent films made for peep shows, which again she says Chuck forced her to be in or else be murdered. And at this point he started also threatening the lives of her family. Hmm. In nineteen sixty nine, she starred in a bestiality film titled (gasps) (gasps) Dogorama. And I think we can all guess what that film entailed. Oh my god. Later on in life, when she gets kind of famous, she denies ever starring in that film. She says that it wasn't her, but some mm-hmm. nerds uncover the original loops and then that came, with that came the receipts. Oh God! So then she turned around and said, I mean, it was me, but he had forced me to be in it. Mm-hmm. Co-stars then started coming out against Linda, saying that she was a willing participant in all of these films, but they didn't necessarily know what was going on with Linda and Chuck right which really bothers me like yeah to think that like only physical abuse exists or something like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah but but they were saying that now or back then. they were saying that back then when linda kind of flip-flopped like she was Uh, like uh that's not me and then she was Mm -hmm. like oh actually he forced me to be in it yeah people were like he didn't force her she was like willing and when we were filming and stuff like Mm -hmm. yeah at that point because she's fucking scared for her life Mm mm-hmm in 1971, she starred in a film by the name of Piss Orgy, which, again, pretty self-explanatory right there. <laughs> and then finally, in 1972, she started the gigantic pornographic film called Deep Throat. Is this the most famous porno of all time? I mean, it's got to be like top five, if not, right? Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I don't really. I mean, what's that other one? Debbie Does Dallas, which is pretty fucking famous. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in this film, you guessed it, Linda performs (laughs) (laughs) deep-throating. The compelling plot is as follows. Linda's character can't have an orgasm via vaginal intercourse, and her physician discovers that her clitoris is actually located in the back of her throat. So (laughs) that's why she begins performing this type of oral sex, basically on recommendation from her doc. You know what? I'm not mad at that plot. (laughs) It's not. it's, It's like uh kitschy like yeah yeah I, I don't know like and oh my god i was gonna tell you in inside deep throat john waters is interviewed mm, mm-hmm. and it, i saw what you tweeted and i was dying because he looks exactly like him
0: yes he does yeah he
1: <laughs> so may tweeted a picture of um steve buscemi dressed as john waters which was like john waters christmas card yeah it was brilliant Fucking awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> so prior to this film this particular move had never been seen in mainstream pornography or any other industry. Deep 30. Yeah. Oh. That's what they say in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. So this was huge. And the movie was. It's the Moonlander. <laughs> 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 it's up there.
0: To boldly go where no one small step <laughs> for man,
1: oh, one God. giant
0: leap for bad guy.
1: <laughs> and the movie was like fucking crazy popular amongst the regular public not just mm-hmm. people who watched pornography and it mm-hmm. even got a review in the new york times which was shit. fucking huge yeah
0: and you have Be- to remember that this is like this isn't now where it's you turn on your computer and watch porn you had to go to the movie theater to watch this
1: movie right you had to like jump through hurdles and shit and like <laughs> yeah possibly be seen on your way to get <laughs> right. turned on. Yeah, like you it was,
0: you had to buy a trench coat and shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was all this provocative buzz surrounding this film and it was so big. It started playing in regular ass theaters at night. Wow. And it became the first moment in history where like regular middle-class women were going to watch porn in theaters with their husband because again, like Maine mm-hmm. said, that's that's not something that people were doing. Mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm what was it rated
1: i mean it it was like it it was a porno yeah it wasn't rated by like the regular so shit just like hit the mainstream Mm
0: -hmm.
1: dr ruth is interviewed in inside deep throat and she says like at this time people who were like into like the sexual revolution and everything we thought Mm -hmm. that this movie was gonna change like the entire climate of sexuality in the united states like that's how fucking big it was And the movie became obviously one of the first highest grossing pornographies of all time. Mm -hmm. So the film became huge and obviously Linda then becomes a star. But don't forget that she's still in her hell of a nightmare marriage with Chuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. And specifically in Deep Throat, you can see bruises on her legs, which (gasps) she said she was receiving from beatings from Chuck during production. Wow. Wow. The director of the film later also came out that behind closed doors, everybody knew that Chuck was hitting Linda and somebody who was staying in the hotel room next to her said that he could hear Chuck beating. That's so fucking sad. Linda. Right. A female actress, Gloria Leonard, also said around this time, not around this, later on when Linda starts talking about Deep Throat. She says Linda loved to lie. She never took responsibility for her own choices. She never took responsibility for ending up in the porn industry. And Linda kept seeing all this backlash about what she was saying in regards to her marriage and the abuse that she was in. Mm -hmm. And so she took a polygraph test in order to verify her claims because she was so tired of this shit. Wow. She was fed
0: up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the polygraph test supported that Chuck had forced her to have sex with five men or be killed Mm -hmm. that she feared for her life. If she tried to leave him, that he was hypnotizing her, Mm -hmm. that he beat her into the prostitution business, Mm -hmm. that he beat her during the filming of deep throat. And that when they went out, he forced her not to speak unless spoken to. And that she had to ask for permission to use the toilet
0: which is psycho man i
1: know dude like how could you how could anybody look at that and be like oh she was right it was all her you know and literally like what else
0: is there like every time you said something new i was like damn what else can this man do besides kill
1: her honestly yeah yeah deep throat ended up making 600 million dollars in profit shut the fuck up in the 70s may
0: what the fuck well it probably cost like two cents to make
1: oh yeah linda says she doesn't know what she was actually paid because chuck controlled all of her money and that all she ever sought from that movie was a thousand two hundred dollars oh my god i hate that so linda then became hugh hefner's homegirl because hugh was like at this time in the set like playboy was huge like this is mm-hmm. when the playboy clubs happen and playboy at night is going on yeah and hef is going on like late night talk shows to defend playboy against like the feminist oh, yeah. movement and it's right. like so he's like he loves her she's like you know that he calls her the new sex goddess and shit. uh yeah because she's like the poster child for everything that he's trying to achieve yeah yeah So she posed for Playboy, then she posed for Bachelor Magazine, she posed for Esquire, all in the 1973 and 74. Mm -hmm. She started partying pretty heavily, obviously. Mm -hmm. Her fame was at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she says that at this time she begins casual drug use, which again, pretty sure we could all put two and two together as to what that was. And she's still with Chuck. She's still with Chuck, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the wake of all this porno hype, President Nixon put together a commission on obscenity and pornography led by this dude named Charles Keating, Mm -hmm. AKA Mr. Clean. Do you know who Charles Keating is? No. Oh, we should do an episode on him actually. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so they set to put together studies on the harmful effects of pornography Mm -hmm. and how watching pornography leads to juvenile delinquency. Okay, Kellogg, remember that (laughs) full.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it said like sugar makes you touch yourself or some shit
1: <laughs> no that, I don't
0: remember that uh, that's why they invented Kellogg's the cereal because he wanted to invent something bland for little boys to eat so that they wouldn't touch themselves because the too much flavor makes Kellogg's you touch yourself without
1: putting sugar in the shit <laughs>
0: white people <laughs> Mormons or
1: something oh man so they did all this research and then none of the research supported their theory. Hey.
0: (laughs) So the commission waste of taxpayer money right right,
1: there. Right, right. So the commission published a report concluding that pornography doesn't degrade morals of adults or have any correlation to crime whatsoever. Yo. And they put out that study or did they try to squash it? Keating tried to squash it, but eventually it came out. Okay. This all led to federal, state, and local laws that were preventing consenting adults from obtaining pornography materials to be repealed. So it was Uh huge. Yeah. With the crossover success of Deep Throat, Linda tried to then finesse a career in film. Hmm. She starred in this play called Pajama Tops in 1973, but that was a huge disappointment and closed after like two days. Mm-hmm. People also particularly called out Linda's performance as being pretty bad. And it, honestly, she's not a great actress in Deep Throat. I mean, mm-hmm. like she does mm-hmm. the acts well, but <laughs> 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 the acting is like, you know. okay, I see. In 1974 she starred in deep throat 2 which was released as an r-rated sequel so i didn't have like the sex like yeah yeah i don't know if that's a good move i don't either because you're kind of like taking away what made it appealing
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: so that was panned by the press both for the film and for linda's performance but in 1975 linda finally broke it off with chuck oh thank god she had tried twice before and the last time she said that he told her he was going to shoot her sister and his her sister's son if she didn't come back god but she stayed the fuck away from him and stayed strong okay good she was then star she then starred in this movie called linda lovelace for president which is um corny as fuck it's like her going on a campaign trail for a presidential campaign Mm -hmm. on a route of the u.s that's mapped out in the shape of a penis
0: (laughs) (laughs) and is she having sex with guys along the route or something
1: not really but no okay no it was a flop obviously (laughs) and (laughs) after three consecutive busts it looked like her movie career wasn't gonna pan out like she'd hoped (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All in all, her movie appearances add up to five hours of screen time. Oh. In 1976, she gave it a final go by agreeing to star in an erotic film called Forever Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. But the production for this movie struggled as Linda was by this time hella on drugs and hella drinking. And she ended up refusing to do any nudity, which for an erotic film is obviously... Very yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. She had told production that God changed her life and they ended up dropping her and replacing her with a French actress named Annie Bell. This is a, uh, it's like softcore. It is. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, you could describe it as that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her co-star in Deep Throat had a similar downhill career. He looked for crossover roles, even getting cast to be in Greece at one point mm-hmm. before Paramount cut him at the last second. But he liked the same like he thought like oh my god Deep Throat made it into the mainstream so I can too. Yeah. So after like nothing was panning out for him he went back to pornography but at this time he was now a heavy drinker and drug user and he could no longer perform pornography. Oh no. And this is before Viagra. So he then became homeless and started panhandling. What? I know.
0: This was a man who starred in a $600 million
1: movie. Right. And before that, he was like a well-known pornography star. I should have wrote Mm -hmm. his name down. I don't know. I didn't. He don't matter. This is about Linda. In 1976, Linda went suburb. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're in the suburb.
1: She married a cable installer by the name of Larry Marciano. She had a daughter and a son and she moved to Long Island. Hey, living the dream right there. But at this time, her liver started having problems related to her heavy drug use, drinking and the hepatitis. Mm -hmm. So she began going through the liver transplant process. (sighs) She said that for a few years, the marriage and motherhood, it it brought much needed happiness and stability to her life. Yeah, she deserves it. She does. But then she had the problems with her liver and her husband lost his business And the family had to uproot to Colorado under really stressful circumstances. Mm. So it ended up not being good in the end. Yeah. In a later memoir, Linda actually says that Larry was a drunk who would verbally abuse her and her kids. And they did divorce in 1996, but they remained friends throughout the rest of her life.
0: Yeah, that's something like that must be tough because he's marrying Linda Lovelace. Right. Of tv uh, you know a film fame
1: and guess what like just linda is not that exactly yeah like do they love me do they love me or what is that in notting hill she says fuck and she's quoting a very famous actress <laughs> they go to bed with whatever and they wake up with me
0: yeah who yeah, says yeah, that yeah.
1: it's a very famous actress in the 50s i thought that was just her in the movie saying that no she's quoting somebody mm. Uh, anyways, and it's like, do they really love me? Who knows? That mm-hmm. must be so hard. I can't I don't even like myself <laughs> like my regular <laughs> ass self. Um anyways, in nineteen eighty, Linda shocked the public when she published an autobi autobiography by the name of Ordeal. She disclosed at this time all of the abuse that she had suffered against Chuck. Wow. And announced that she was joining the anti pornography movement. Whoa. So this was huge. She went on a full blown campaign, followed by her new bestie and leader of the feminist movement of the time, Miss Gloria Steinem. Uh-huh. She became a very active member of the women against pornography groups and said that she had been she herself had been abused and coerced into sex work and sex films. Yeah. So she became a speaker at like colleges and even government hearings having to do with pornography regulation. And she spoke about her own experience with the exploitive practices that she experienced in that industry. Mm -hmm. Famously, she testified before the Attorney General's Commission on Pornography and said, quote, when you're watching the movie Deep Throat, you are watching me being raped. Mm -hmm. It's a crime that that movie is still showing. There was a gun to my head the entire time. Wow. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Later on, though, in a few years after this kind of calms down and everything, because for a while Mm -hmm. she's like really out there and putting herself out there against the anti-pornography movement. And then she kind of retreats again. And then she publishes another memoir where she actually latches out against the anti- pornography movement as well. Huh. So this is where I'm saying like Linda, she goes back and forth a little bit. Yeah. But I understand what she says too. She says that she felt used by them that she felt used by Gloria and, all, sure. and all of them. She never mm-hmm. got much help or pay for her speaking engagements. And she says that they didn't help her to get out of the industry that they were so very passionately against. They just fucking mm. talked about it. Yeah. So she rounds that memoir out by saying, I was objectified by both the pornography and the anti-pornography movements. Wow. Which is fucking she, powerful. She, uh,
0: she's not wrong.
1: She's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 1987, Linda finally got the liver transplant that she needed. Oh, thank goodness. Due to the car accident way back in 1970. Oh, that must mean that she's clean too, right? because yeah, they're she not going to give you a. Uh, yeah. No, if you're a user, they won't give you a. Uh, and if you don't take care of yourself at all, they're not going right. to give you a transplant. She really calmed down after that, and you didn't hear much about her until 2001. When a little show by the name of E2 Hollywood Story came and knocked in. hey, And they did a whole ass episode on Linda. Which I was not able to find that on the interwebs. So if anybody has the hookup. They need to put out those original episodes. Like on anything. Hulu. Yeah. Like any streaming platform. Amazon. On your own fucking streaming platform. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have like the E1 on my Roku. The app. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like it's not on there either. Mm-hmm. Just the new ones. So this gave her some updated attention. And then in 2002, she did a lingerie pictorial as Linda Lovelace for the magazine Leg Show. Oh. And she, like people were kind of hating on her like, oh, like y- you said that you weren't into this shit or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but this is me making the choice for myself and being sexy under my terms. There you go. Yeah. And then in April, on April 3rd, 2002, she was involved in a second serious car accident. <gasps> and this one ended up being worse than the first one what the fuck she suffered a ma- she suffered massive trauma and internal injuries and fell into a coma <gasps> she was driving yeah mm-hmm. and then on april 22nd 2002 she was taken off of life support and died in colorado at the age of 53 oh my god her ex-husband larry and her two children were by her side as she passed oh super tragic life i think yeah And like I was saying earlier, people always try to discredit Linda's own telling of her life and marriage Mm -hmm. to Chuck and her experiences in the pornography industry. And in that, in this documentary on YouTube called The Real Linda Lovelace, which is based Mm -hmm. on one of her memoirs, they start with a question and they go, was Linda the star or the victim of Deep Throat? Which I think is kind of fucked
0: up. No, it's super fucked up.
1: A psychiatrist, Dr. Herman, said that They do studies on like her memoir and her career. Mm -hmm. And the details are consistent with the diagnosis of complex PTSD. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And other psychologists have these theories that Linda was maybe very abused by her parents, which led to this fragmented personality in the aftermath, which led to the career in pornography. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Chuck ended up dying three months after Linda due to a heart attack that motherfucker was still alive seriously jesus christ following his death linda's sister publicly said that she was disappointed that he died before she had the opportunity to kill him
0: <laughs> oh there you go get you a sister like linda's sister
1: hell yeah um uh, nonetheless linda became a superstar off from a home movie yo which, <laughs> which crossed over into the mainstream media we only really see that happen now with celebrity sex tapes not mm-hmm. like regular pornography movies mm-hmm. In 2008, a musical based on her aut- autobiographies was released called Lovelace, The Rock Musical. <laughs> in 2013, a feature biographical film entitled Lovelace was released starring Amanda Seyfried as Lovelace and Peter Sarsgaard as Chuck Trainer. Mm. I watched that one. It's it's good. And there's a lot of good people in that one. I have that movie on DVD. I've never watched it. It's on Netflix, I think, mm. or Hulu even. Um, I don't know. You don't have to. <laughs> but it's but cool. I, like I, I like, like Amanda, Peter Sarsgaard though. and I like Amanda and um Big is in it and oh. Anna Brody, I mean James Franco's Hugh Hefner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Um it was a box office failure but mostly positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of Linda Lovelace and Deep Throat. That's a good one. Eight. Hey. That's a, that's a really good
0: one. I didn't realize that her life was so so complicated. Yeah. Wasn't Lindsay Lohan supposed to play her in that movie?
1: Yes, and then she something happened. And yeah. Yeah, because she's a hot mess. Yeah, yeah, especially back then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like that for Amanda. I thought that's a cool choice for her. Yeah, for sure. Because there is a lot of like nudity and just a bunch mm-hmm. of shit, you know? Mm. He's in business to make money. There's the basis of the capitalistic system, the profit motive. All right, well... I know, so you said religion, and I'm like, ooh. yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know what? There's some interesting parallels. Like, when you were saying certain things, I was like, ooh, this is going to come up in mine. So, nice. don't you notice that that happens a lot? Yeah, I like, mean, we drama is pl- drama. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't plan, uh, usually, you know, we don't plan, like, a theme around what we're going to do when we both do an episode. And then, but there's always, like, something that sort of crosses over. over? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's because we're in line with the moon, man. <laughs> you and i you me a bottle of wine (laughs) and a pot of frijoles am i right bitch you're my
0: soulmate.
1: (laughs) did you see i posted that uh what oh it's a screenshot from euphoria oh no i didn't see it i posted it on the drama club story
0: okay i'm gonna go look at it Hmm. okay so this week i'm doing Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This one, this one has everything. It has sex, religion, pills, scams, mascara.
1: Ooh, I love <laughs> mascara. <laughs> Did you see I Jose w- sent us a package? What? I know. He sent us like the screenshot of it. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, you have to wait. What? Hi, okay. hater. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so for this, I watched an episode of 2020 called Unfaithfully Yours, and I rewatched the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Ooh. and also consulted all the Wikipedias, of course. James Orson Baker was born on January 2nd, 1940, in Michigan. Tammy Faye LaValle was born on March 7th, 1942, in Minnesota. I've met so, so many people from Minnesota lately. Really? Yeah. It's like, are they all, I mean, I get it's cold over there. Are they oh, yeah. all just like coming Winter bunnies, over here? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. They should just get an electric blanket. I mean,
1: get (laughs) you a man that lays on top of you. (laughs) Yo,
0: there you go. You don't have to uproot your whole damn life. Just get you, you know, uh, a weighted blanket man.
1: It's a flex. I'm going to start telling people that I'm from Minnesota when I'm in LA. Like, I'm not even from here, okay? I just hang out. (laughs) Uh,
0: Anyway, Jim grew up in one of those no dancing. uh, no warm liquids because that's the devil's temperature. Ooh, Footloose? Yep. Type <laughs> type household, definitely.
1: This is like, <laughs> wait, this is like, uh, like that Kenneth? fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Kellogg. Porn make <laughs> you do crimes and shit.
0: So he basically... Uh, yeah, he grew up in the town from, from, from Footloose. Meanwhile, Tammy Faye's parents were both preachers until they divorced shortly after her birth and her mom kind of stepped back a little bit from the church. So they both had fairly similar backgrounds. In 1960, Jim and Tammy Faye were both students at North Central Bible College in the big city, Minneapolis. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hater. <laughs> Shout out to Prince. <laughs> so, so as soon as Jim and Tammy Faye met, it was motherfucking fireworks. Ooh, They probably held hands so hard. Purple
1: rain. <laughs> Purple rain. <laughs> they held hands so hard. <laughs> Gluteless and shit. I like holding hands.
0: <laughs> I do. Do, you, do your hands get sweaty
1: though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my hands are always cold. So I don't know.
0: It's no dry humping. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: god. Uh, it, so it must have been really hot and heavy stuff because they had three dates in one week, and Jim proposed on the third date. Whoa! Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what happens when you when you're not allowed to dry hump. Honestly,
1: how can you have three dates in Minnes? In where the fuck were they? Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. What is there to do three times? There's <laughs> on,
0: on the first date you jump into the lake like in, like in Purple Rain.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. On the second <laughs> okay. day you go get an ice cream. <laughs> and then on the third day, you bump or what? Um, <laughs> you get no, not engaged. for them. You're not
0: allowed. Yeah, oh, you get engaged day you on the third date? My bad. <laughs> on the third day, you throw your hat in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> 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 Young love, baby. That's <laughs> the And they were married the next year on April 1st, 1961. Ooh. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> April Fool's <Yeah>. Day. <laughs> So our newly married couple decide to take their show on the road. They travel all across the US preaching in the shape of a penis at Pentecostal <laughs> t- <laughs> at Pentecostal churches. Uh, they were going hard for Jesus all over these United States. Jim hey. Jim would preach and then Tammy Faye would sing and play my most hated instrument, the accordion.
1: Ooh, I do not like an accordion either hate accordions and i hate that in mexican what is that when they have the fucking accordion banda i hate banda me. yeah that's the one with the tuba i fucking hate that shit (laughs) 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 it gives me a fucking headache i'm like what is this the latino population would like to (laughs) trade any people who enjoy that kind of fucking music those were those germans who came to mexico
0: i know dude tell me about it they brought sausages though
1: so. I fucks with sausages, but not that <laughs> fucking accordion.
0: I also hate the ukulele,
1: too. So that,
0: yeah, ukulele. Yeah, I hate it. I, yes. It's like it's like nails on a chalkboard.
1: What's a ukulele? The little it's
0: one? that little guitar.
1: All right. I'm not mad like, at it. You're but that's funny that you don't like that. That's like a pleasant sound.
0: Like, you know, the uh, the over the rainbow, the like Hawaiian version.
1: And I, that guy frightens me. Talk about. OK, how about that? Jill Sanders or whatever the fuck your name is. What's her name? Uh, Jill what? Jillian Michaels. My bad. Uh, oh
0: yeah, like talk that. about somebody who's
1: seven hundred pounds. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> where were you when Fat Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you and, hanging on our girl Lizzo?
0: Uh, is Fat Joe still fat? I don't know.
1: Was he losing
0: weight? Yeah.
1: Oh okay. That's
0: I good think for he him. might have got. I think he might have gotten gastric bypass.
1: Oh, that's the problem though.
0: Uh, lean back.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, but that Hawaiian so,
1: dude who plays the ukulele, he's like, yeah. like, like, you know, like dangerously he, large. He died, right? He is did, it? yeah. I mean, he yeah. was like 700 pounds or 600 pounds or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> little ass guitar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Stop.
0: <laughs> uh, dangerously large is a good title for something. That can be like... <laughs> <laughs> My
1: autobiography. <laughs> yeah
0: stand-up special oh my god did you watch Alana's stand-up special no but
1: i want to it's okay okay i watched um who was dating that's an awful way to reference someone i'm sorry i don't i can't think of her name who was dating chris evans
0: oh um
1: jewish comedian yeah yeah
0: yeah oh god i love her fucking
1: you don't love her enough
0: she does the voice of Marcel the Shell with. Yes, and she's, she's also on.
1: the voice on um Big Mouth, which I yeah. like a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What the fuck is her name? I don't
1: know. I'm gonna look it up because that's yeah. fucking rude to only know her by association.
0: I, the first thing that that came to mind was Abby Elliott, but that's wrong. She Not, was her yeah, her co-star in <clears throat> SNL, but Jenny Slate. Yeah, Jenny Slate. She's so fucking funny.
1: I watched her Netflix special when I was uh, flying home from Mexico and. Mm-hmm. Uh, i didn't like
0: it i watched it when i was in france did you like it
1: it was whatever it was, it was like a whole movie
0: yeah i yeah. did like that part like when it was like her in her house
1: with her sisters yeah stuff. it's cute but i was like eh, all right there's better specials yeah. ali yeah. wong's ali wong came out ali- guys like that's yeah. the standard right? right like yeah yeah if, yeah anyways i want to watch that but i've been watching good girls
0: oh hell yeah i'm on
1: like episode nine of season one
0: how hot is that guy?
1: Oh, he's fine, that Mexican. Yeah, guy? yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know that's so my type. Fine. Yeah. Ooh, that's, my type. <laughs> that's my type. That's my type. That's my type.
0: Yeah, he's so fucking fine.
1: Those collar yeah. shirts all the way up. I'm like, ooh. Oh,
0: <laughs> In the second season, you see his apartment. And ooh. girl, let me tell you something. Okay. I, I thought he was fine before, but then I saw his apartment and yeah. I was like, oh shit. That's a sub. Sorry, dry hump in the TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would like to hold hands with that hand. <laughs> very hard <laughs> I'm sorry continue
0: okay, so, so anyway so they're traveling across the US and they do this for a couple of years until they settle in South Carolina okay there they link up with a dude named Pat Robertson who was and continues to be a big time televangelist uh, let me just break in here to note that I don't know if you guys realize, but this world is extremely separate from my world. Like, I don't really know a damn thing about evangelical Christianity outside of I don't, who Jim I don't and Tammy they are.
1: I don't even know what you're saying. What were you saying before that? That they were what kind of preachers? Pata- Pentecostal. Pentecostal. What the fuck is yeah. that?
0: It's like. You know, like a Baptist, uh, oh, whatever. Okay. Like these
1: are like these subsections within Christianity, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, we're getting in deep, right?
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Pat, like, and I know that Pat Robertson is like the CEO or or Pope or whatever of like this whole movement. Okay, uh, uh, we'll get to why Jim and Tammy Faye fell off in a minute, but Pat Robertson continues to be basically the most famous, most powerful dude in this community. And Pat Robertson is also a hateful, vile person. I hate this, to say it. Sorry to this man.
1: Is this the same as who's that guy that Kanye has been preaching with? That's
0: Joel Olstein.
1: I hate that guy.
0: Yeah. He's like he's like this. He's like that guy, but worse. Okay. This guy, Pat Robertson, he just for reference, he's like among the most disgusting things he believes and preaches to his followers are that natural disasters are caused by homosexuality. Oh shit! Something that he repeated in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, where <gasps> let me remind you that 1,800 people died during Katrina, and this is what this motherfucker had to say.
1: And there is scientific proof for what fucking happened. Right. Ugh. And and it also, wasn't rubbing butts. <laughs>
0: And if it was, what a way to go. (laughs) And in the immediate aftermath of the 2010 Haiti earthquake, where 150,000 people died, at least, we actually don't know how many people died, but he blamed Haitians for making a pact with the devil to free themselves from slavery after their rebellion in 1791.
1: So he would, thought they should remain slaves or yes
0: yeah basically he said that because of their pact with the devil to escape slavery that's why their nation was destroyed basically in 2010 or yeah it was 2010. <clears> so, right? what is this how
1: and this person has several followers yeah so and this f- is why? This guy climate change is real. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry vote uh, everybody so, uh, vote
0: so fuck this guy needless to say i mean th- no disrespect to christianity in general i right, only mean right. to, to disrespect this person specifically <laughs> right right right
1: me too like i don't know i when i say things like i don't want to disrespect people's religion i think religion right. could do so much good but yeah same, it, same. but not this <laughs> right this is not and it's actually it's a bastardization
0: of your religion yeah or what it should be right honestly So anyway, now I've said it, we can move on. Okay. (laughs) So Pat Robertson owned what at the time was a small station called the Christian Broadcasting Network or CBN. This was back in 1964. So basically this was um, like a, a regional public access channel type thing, an audience of a few thousand at best. So this is like super small time. Pat Robertson gave Jim and Tammy Faye their own kids show on the station and their show was called Jim and Tammy. From what I can tell, it was modeled after a Mr. Rogers type thing. And they used puppets to preach to kids and teach them lessons and shit. Uh, nothing particularly revolutionary, but the show popped the fuck off. P.S. Have you seen that new John Mulaney special, Sack Lunch Bunch? No, it's a musical, right? No, not really.
1: Oh, okay. There's like thought- a
0: couple of musical numbers, but it's not i want to
1: see it because i see like stills of it and it looks amazing it's
0: but hilarious
1: all right i gotta watch it
0: like i left my body a couple times when i was watching it it was really funny. also i was faded but all right i hate when you second guess yourself when you're faded and you watch something you're like was that really funny so i know the other
1: day when we were talking in the group chat i was faded and i was laughing so hard and i was like am i being as funny as i think (laughs) i'm being or am i just like really (laughs) faded i don't remember what we were talking about i think it was when you were saying that you were broke and i sent you that oat milk thing and i was oh, like oh yeah, yeah yeah i was dying <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that was funny all right good okay anyway off the strength of jim and tammy pat invites jim to host a telethon type show called the 700 club this is a show that is still on to this day Jim kind of created a new thing altogether all when he started hosting the show. He modeled it after the Tonight Show, so it became the first Christian equivalent to the secular talk show model. That's pretty smart. It's super smart. And Tammy Faye would come on, and she would sing and perform and do little bits with Jim, and the audience ate that shit up because, like, I'm sure, yeah, it's the married couple thing, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's cute, it's cute, yeah. And she became well-known for her intense makeup looks, yeah, uh, particularly her heavy lashes and mascara, which sort of became her trademark. So the, audi- the audience starts growing and growing and expanded to more and more markets. And remember that at its core, the 700 Club started out as a telethon. So they, right. so they do raise money on the show. And as the audience grows, the money grows too. So now we're on to something. In 1970, Jim and Tammy Faye have their daughter, Tammy Sue, and they're on top of the world. Until, word on the street is, they started butting heads with Pat Robertson. Hmm. Pat Robertson started this whole damn thing. So in his mind, he should be the face of this televangelist shit, not Jim and Tammy Faye. Right. So in 1972, Jim and Tammy Faye left CBN to try to start their own network. So in 1973, they teamed up with another husband and wife televangelist team, Paul and Jan Crouch, to found Trinity Broadcasting Network, or TBN, which is now actually the largest religious television network. Oh, wow. Yeah. But things with Paul and Jan Crouch quickly fell apart and they were pushed out of TBN within a year. Whoa. Yeah. Because they like, everybody wants to be a star, you know, everybody wants to be the face of this shit. And you you can't all do that.
1: Right. Right. Someone needs to fall back. Mm -hmm. So now it's
0: 1974 and Jim and Tammy Faye have the potential to be the most famous televangelists in the country, but they don't actually have a show on the air. So they figure if they're going to do this shit, they need to do it on their own. So they don't have to answer to anyone like Pat Robertson. And so they can't get pushed out by someone like the Crouches. So that's what they do. They start their own shit. Ted Turner offered them a time slot on one of his networks uh, to host their own show, the PTL Club. Which stood for the Praise the Lord Club. Ooh. <laughs> the show was a lot like the 700 Club. It was a church service slash talk show, and Jim and Tammy Faye became Sonny and Cher, and Johnny Carson, and Joan Rivers, and Mary and Joseph all rolled into one. That little show quickly expanded due to the Baker's ability to raise boatloads of cash. More on that Holy in a shit. minute. It expanded into a full fledged network, the PTL Network. And this was a satellite network as opposed to CBN and TBN who were just like buying programming slots from like small regional networks or uh, stations. Right. So now the Bakers controlled the only satellite broadcasting station for Christian programming and were huge national celebrities. And you know what that made them besides powerful, of course. Rich. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. So they really changed the game with this whole satellite thing, like owning the satellite. And uh, it, I think they started like three channels now. So now they're like controlling three channels of programming and shit.
1: Holy shit.
0: Jim and Tammy Faye preached something called the prosperity gospel. The gist of this bullshit is this. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Again, I only mean to disrespect these con artists. but So they preached that God wanted them and you, the viewers, of course, I guess, to be rich and prosperous. but but especially them
1: that's what like joel austin and like those big preachers that's how they kind of justify their wealth yeah they're like god wants me to like be rich right
0: right so like this thing is that take from the people yeah like they they're saying the more you give to the church the more god is going to give to you
1: Oh, wow. How to be uh, famous in Central Florida? How to be a god in Central Florida? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pyramid
0: scheme. Totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't give, you'll never receive. So basically, they're doing you a favor by taking your money because God is going to bless you 10 times over. Wow. So Jim and Tammy Faye were basically on TV for hours and hours a day, every day, just fucking raking in cash. Some people began to joke that PTL actually stood for Pass the loop which I feel like was a was sick burn. <laughs> that was pretty
1: great. Uh.
0: <laughs> so instead of a typical network that makes money indirectly from viewers by advertisers paying to air ads and hoping to get a return on their investment by the viewer purchasing the products, the bakers cut out the middleman and the money started rolling into the tune of over $120 million annually in the late 1970s. Wow. And you know these people don't have that money. No, you know? they don't. There's but people that that's... are going without to give money to these people.
1: Because they're giving to God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: On the 2020 special, there were people that were saying uh, that well, like it was footage from the 70s where they were interviewing people and they were like saying something like, uh, I don't care what they do with the money. Like they could do whatever they want with the money. Honestly, I guess they're doing God's work. Like th- like they were saying, like, they don't care if the money is not being used for whatever they claim to use it for use it right yeah which is like oh that's a special kind of i think brainwashing Brainwashing. (laughs) (laughs) okay so sometimes people didn't have liquid cash to donate so they donate mink coats diamond rings and even deeds to properties oh damn now the bakers were really on top of the world and they had their son jamie charles in 1975 and the public ate that shit up too Mm-hmm. The Bakers were the unofficial family members of millions of Christian families, especially in the U.S., but honestly around the world, as their ministry continued to expand through the rest of the 70s and 80s. They became low-key influencers, too. Uh, B.B. and CeCe Winans were singers in the PTL house band, and they hit the charts after Jim and Tammy Faye asked them to sing a cover of the duet uh, from An Officer and a Gentleman. Remember that song? Uh, oh, love yeah.
1: lifts us up where
0: we belong yeah yeah and bb and cc can like sing their fucking faces off so like you know that shit was a bop nice and politicians began to realize the power that these people had and that other televangelists had to deliver the um, the evangelical vote i'm looking at you ronald reagan Hmm. (laughs) so people started to kiss their ass so they could come on their show and be endorsed by them
1: wow
0: we're talking real motherfucking power now That's when the newspaper, the Charlotte Observer, started investigating where all the money was going to. Because, in theory, a lot of this money was supposed to go to creating new churches around the world. But guess what? None of these churches ever showed up. Right. So the Observer broke the story that PTL was misappropriating funds and the FCC started a full-on investigation toward the end of President Jimmy Carter's administration. But surprise, surprise, after Reagan won in 1980, the FCC just dropped any and all investigations. Ooh. I wonder why.
1: Yeah. Let's all think about that. Mm -hmm.
0: PTL and the Bakers touted the dropped investigation as a victory and proof that this was a witch hunt and that they were being targeted by those on the left.
1: Wow. Uh Very similar vibes
0: in 2020. Yeah. Right. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm Right. Right. So they took this opportunity just to get bigger because they were like, we vanquished our haters. Like, give us more. <laughs> give us more money. We deserve right. it. Look at us like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, everything just like went into overdrive now.
1: Yeah. Because like, see, shit's legit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Since at least 1978, Jim had a dream of building the Christian Disneyland. $200 million later, this idea became Heritage USA, a theme park and resort in South Carolina that would eventually become the third biggest theme park in the United States after Disney World and Disneyland.
1: What? Yeah. What do you do? Write a crucifix? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Uh, they had a water park. It was like a water park. They had like, I don't oh, know.
1: Like baptisms and shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's Catholicism. <my> bad. <laughs>
0: no, they, they're baptized too.
1: Oh, they are cool. Yeah,
0: but they do that, like the full on one where they dip you in, like the, they dip your whole body in there. I wouldn't like that. But if I was a child, I I, I
1: wouldn't have a say. Right.
0: (laughs) Just a, a quick note on Tammy Faye. Because yes, I think these people were con artists. More so Jim than Tammy Faye, because I think she was just greedy and he was a straight up scammer. But greed is a human quality and I just think it got the best of her. Right. And I think in her heart of hearts, she was probably a good person. And I just want to point out that throughout the early days of the AIDS ep- epidemic, Tammy Faye was a real ally to those affected by the disease. She would bring them on PTL and show them compassion and would embrace them at a time where people were afraid to be in the same room with AIDS patients.
1: That's amazing, actually, yeah. especially being so religious. And exactly. Yeah. Because the AIDS epidemic was immediately linked to the LGBTQ community. Right. Right and that's that's, really important actually
0: that's another thing she was her whole life had been really supportive of the lgbtq community and she got a lot of heat from her fellow evangelicals about that like when she would bring um members of that community on the show and stuff they wouldn't like it but she did it anyway
1: oh man i mean this is an example like bad people do good things good people do bad things you Mm -hmm. know nothing is black and white exactly so I do
0: really, really like that about her. And then like people always asked her about that throughout her life. And she was just like in my lowest of low times, that's the community that would lift me up. So she was like, so she was like, I, of course I had to lift them up too. Yeah. That's awesome. So she said that her religion was one of love and not hate. So I really have to give it to her. And I, that's what religion should be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in 1980, there was a 21 year old young lady named Jessica Hahn. Jessica was a church secretary from Long Island. The pastor at her church was a guy named John Wesley Fletcher. John made frequent appearances on PTL and was always trying to find ways to get in good with Jim so that he could make more and more appearances. Because if you're a preacher, PTL is the big time. Yeah. And it's your shot to become a celebrity and also to start making that paper.
1: Right. Your segregation's going to get popular and hype and shit. Congregation. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're told y'all, told y'all, I don't know about this shit.
0: <laughs> but the thing about John <laughs> is that he'd been getting a bad reputation around PTL because he allegedly made a lot of unwanted sexual advances toward a lot of the young men that work there. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so Jessica would babysit John's kids sometimes, and that's how he got to know her and learned that Jim Baker was her idol. She thought. Jim was just the holiest man walking the earth and she watched PTL every day in hopes of trying to figure out how to live a life of holiness just like him so one day John calls Jessica up and is like how would you like to meet Jim Baker and of course she flips out she's like yes yes like yeah Did you, know, you imagine right this is her idol right So, so John flies her out from New York to Florida to meet Jim and Jessica says that The instant she set foot in Jim's hotel room and John closed the door behind her, she knew things were not what they seemed. Wow. She says what happened next is something that she doesn't feel comfortable calling rape, but that was 100% non-consensual and that she expressed repeatedly that she was not consenting to. Wow. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if it's out there or it just wasn't in the things that I watched, but both Jim and John participated.
1: Oh, wow. This is similar to Linda Lovelace. hmm
0: Jessica told herself never to speak of it, ever. But when her hero, Jim, never contacted her in the subsequent days to apologize, she said she felt extremely hurt and the feelings of shame and guilt washed over her. Jim later said that he did call to apologize to her within a few days after he had asked God for forgiveness. For the record, Jim and John both claimed that whatever they did with Jessica was completely consensual.
1: Of course they did. Mm -hmm. But then
0: why do you have to ask God for forgiveness? Oh, I guess you're cheating on your wife. Right. That's That's what he wanted to ask for forgiveness for. Oh, okay. But regardless, Jim offered Jessica money to keep the story to herself. So Jim goes to one of the head contractors at the theme park, a guy named Ro Mesner, and asks for help to divert $279,000 in funds through him to Jessica, saying, quote, I hate to give them a I hate to give them a dime, but do what you have to do to get it solved. Jim then had Roe create fake invoices and allegedly kept two sets of books to hide his financial irregularities. So then Jessica goes away. Hmm. Meanwhile, the bakers are still living really lavishly. They've got mansions and furs and cars and an (laughs) air-conditioned doghouse.
1: Wow, an (laughs) air-conditioned doghouse. The
0: the doghouse was like a big deal. Like it always comes up in all of these things about it. They're like they always show pictures of the doghouse and shit because this was like people. They're very
1: glamorous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, maybe not the best term. Gaudy.
0: yes, they are gaudy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they are really raking in the dough with personal salaries nearing 1.2 million a year uh, in the mid 1980s. Those are their salaries. So that's that's what's on the up and up. Like that's right. what we know about, you know. Right. We don't know how much what money else? they were really making. Yeah. Right. And now Jim wants to take the fundraising into overdrive because he wants to expand the theme park. But how do you pay for it? Well, Jim came up with a great idea if you donated one thousand dollars that bought you a lifetime membership at the resort and you could spend four days and three nights a year there for life wow yeah which is a really great deal when you think about it
1: fuck yeah yeah
0: but then jim knowingly sold way 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 more memberships than there were rooms (gasps) at the resort so there was no way that anyone would ever really be able to stay there. It's just impossible. You're oh, even you're open 365 days a year. There's only so many rooms. There's only so many you know days. Those, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's yeah. So he's oh a, he's my god! And the good old Charlotte Observer started investigating. I love stories about like journalism, dude. Me like. too. Like uh, <laughs> the
1: one movie Spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like um. The Zodiac Killer, because it focuses on the journal- yeah. journalistic side of it a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Zodiac is good. That's you know good which one. one I didn't love? The Post. The
1: Post. I Th- don't think that I was watched
0: the, it. That was the one with Meryl, and um, it was like about
1: Watergate. Oh, I didn't watch that.
0: It was like super dry. Hmm. Uh, then, in January 1987, Tammy Faye had a mental breakdown. Oh, no. She started hallucinating and getting naked in front of the PTL staff. Oh, shit. Yeah turns out she had a pill problem. Oh. And absolutely. she and she OD'd on Advivan.
1: Oh fuck.
0: Yeah. Re- remember that these people were on TV for several hours a day every day, so I think like the pressure just finally it, it got to her.
1: Of course. And they're running the network, right? Not just their show, yeah that's fucking exactly. too much.
0: And their whole thing is like raising money. So you know they have like goals and s- and shit and it- it's just a lot. It's so much. Yeah. Uh yeah, so she went straight to the Betty Ford center and, (laughs) and when she gets back to PTL, she gets right back on TV and she and Jim share their struggles with the audience. And it was a huge scandal. Like this is a famous footage because she's her mascara is all running. And like, she's talking about how, you know, obviously this is very sad for her family and how she hopes that it'll help her grow. And she, you know, she's, she big ups, God shout out to God for helping her (laughs) get through this shit. Yeah. (laughs) So huge scandal. And at the same damn time, the Observer starts following the money and breaks the Jessica Hahn story.
1: Oh, man. I think it
0: was like within a week or two of the of uh, Tammy Faye's drug scandal. Wow. So Jim and Tammy Faye say that they were approached by another televangelist, Jerry Falwell, who's similar to Pat Robertson. Link, he's one of these dudes to step in and take temporary control of ptl while they deal with the fallout of these two scandals because obviously something like this is, is a distraction and it's bad for business right and jerry is like yes of course i'll do this for you guys it's probably the smart move so in march 1987 jim and tammy faye resign and vow to clear their names so that they can return to ptl as soon as possible but Jerry Falwell didn't know that there had been any financial misdealings on Jim's part. It turns out that PTL was actually $65 million in debt (gasps) and bleeding $2 million a month. What? And just remember, they were taking in $120 million a year. So where the fuck was this money going?
1: How, Sway?
0: Yeah. These are still answers. These are questions that we still don't have answers to, by the way.
1: Wow. Anyway, if you have the answer to this question, (laughs) 505-5390-556.
0: So then Jerry claims he heard allegations that Jim had had a number of homosexual encounters. And gosh darn it, that was the last straw for Jerry. (laughs) Because the rape and embezzlement and fraud were okay, but not this. (sighs) Am I right? Right. Anyway, so now it's a civil war because Jerry refuses to give PTL back to Jim and Tammy Faye. And he then shutters PTL and opens the books to the feds and bounces with the PTL board of directors to, like, start his own shit. So it's some hostile takeover shit. Damn. <laughs> so he was like, uh, we're shutting this shit down. Uh, have fun with this, the cops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, the media circus around this thing is growing. The Bakers are always on the news and are even regularly parodied on SNL by Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks. Jessica Hahn is getting dragged through the mud, of course, because that's how we treat women. Yeah. PTL viewers that were still loyal to the bakers accused her of trying to destroy everything the bakers had built. So eventually, Jessica tried to reclaim the narrative and she actually did Playboy and became a huge star. She said Playboy made her feel clean. What the bakers did made her feel dirty. Hey. Right? Yeah. She became a video fixin and became a regular guest on the Howard Stern show. So my my girl Jessica did what she had to do, and I think that she made the best of the situation that was handed to her.
1: Hey, good for her, man. Mm-hmm. I think she started dating.
0: She might have even married him. I could be wrong, but the guy from ACD, see the guy that wears a hat. Oh, okay, that little like newsboy hat because she was yeah, like in lead his, singer. Yeah, yeah, she was like in his videos and shit. Wow. Jim was indicted on twenty four counts of fraud and conspiracy, but not Tammy Faye. Although oh. the public, of course, began to speculate that she had to know what the fuck was going on because she was always dripping in diamonds and wearing fur coats and shit.
1: The, right.
0: The trial was a shit show during which Jim had a mental breakdown, allegedly, and started hallucinating that the court reporters were giant bugs and the trial was suspended for six days while Jim was institutionalized.
1: Holy shit. These people be having breakdowns, though. like. Yeah, I mean, she did, too, right? Yeah. Tammy?
0: yeah uh but at the end of the day it was all pretty open and shut they had it all on tape jim was on tv every day talking like taking (sighs) in millions and where did that money go you know right also they had him for overselling the lifetime memberships that's like
1: open and shut do some math my dude right (laughs) (laughs) very (laughs) simple arithmetic
0: so he was found guilty on all 24 counts and sentenced to 45 years in prison
1: holy shit
0: that day tammy faye sang on the steps of the courthouse (laughs) (laughs) tammy faye was left with a thousand dollars in her name when jim went away and she filed for divorce while he was in prison yeah of course she then remarried to roe mesner who was the dude who paid jessica hahn off what (laughs) yes because he had been like pretty close with jim so they they knew each other they were close friends for (gasps) i don't know how long at that point but isn't that weird Yes. Roe was later convicted of fraud in connection to this, and he got a few years in prison. He got like twenty-seven months.
1: Oh my god!
0: Our friend, yuck, defense attorney Alan Dershowitz, what the fuck, uh, uh, man, appealed Jim's case and got his sentence reduced to only five years.
1: How the fuck is he in like every (laughs) Every episode, right? (laughs) Where I'm gonna send this (laughs) for a letter.
0: And Jim was released in 1984. Oh, I just realized he got five years and that full row got like three years. And Jim stole like millions. Millions. (sighs)
1: Yeah. That we know of. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So he
0: gets out in 1994, although he owed the IRS over $6 million in taxes. Good. Jim told Barbara Walters that he was almost raped twice in prison and that he was lonely and missed Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye tried to return to TV but it didn't really work until reality TV came and knock in in 2004 and she joined the cast of The Surreal Life along with Ron Jeremy, Vanilla Ice and Eric Estrada among others.
1: Oh, I didn't watch that episode but wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it was that season. A season
0: yeah. Uh, she was like the house mother. It seemed like everybody loved her.
1: She oh, would like cool.
0: pull them together and stuff. She, she honestly seems like a sweet person. She made mistakes, obviously, but. Right. Yeah. In the 90s, Tammy Faye was diagnosed with cancer and received a poor prognosis.
1: Oh. But she beat the
0: odds and she beat it by the time of her TV comeback on This Real Life and had become a crusader and advocate for ca- for cancer patients. But soon after, it had returned with a vengeance and had spread to her lung, and it was inoperable. Mm. On July nineteenth, two 2007, Tammy Faye went on Larry King Live to give an update on her health, and it was shocking. Like, I I was shook when I saw it. She looked unrecognizable. She's so thin, right? Yeah. Yeah. She weighed only 65 pounds. Oh. (sighs) Whatever you think of her, it was really, really sad, and yeah. Anyway, she said that she still felt like God was with her. She ended up dying the next morning, just a few hours after the interview.
1: Oh, that's... Ooh, I got chills. Yeah. Yeah. She, Remember that, like, Freddie Mercury announced... Oh, well, yeah. said that he was gay and had AIDS and then died right. the next day? That's yeah. fucking crazy to mm. me.
0: She was 65 years old. Today, Jim renounces the prosperity gospel that he preached in the past. Wow. And, and instead sells snake oil bullshit vitamins on Christian TV, along with prepper stuff, you know, like uh, like survival food what uh, and like the tents and stuff for the apocalypse because
1: cuz the apocalypse is cuz it's the zombie apocalypse guys mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah well tv christians love the apocalypse they love that shit oh uh, that's true he regularly does stuff reminiscent of his uh his old friend pat robertson like he blamed a hurricane on president obama oh okay mm-hmm. he also called for a civil war if president trump is imp- if is impeached uh this was actually before he was actually impeached so i wonder where he is on that front <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says that god supports trump's plan to arm teachers in schools like he's a uh, he's a real oh. piece of work he said god oh. told him that oh, okay yeah <laughs> but uh don't you find it odd that his business is selling survival supplies and he's calling for civil war and like more guns yeah no math magician, but it seems like the scarier things get for us like the better it is for him in his pocket Right. You know what I mean? So maybe don't listen to whatever this asshole has to say. Right. He remarried to a woman named Lori, who is kind of like the bootleg Tammy Faye, and she preaches on TV next to him. Yeah, and that's where where we are with Jim Baker, and that's the story of Jim and Tammy Faye.
1: Wow, that's super interesting, man.
0: Fun fact, uh, Kevin Spacey played Jim in Fall From Grace, a 1980 TV movie, 1990 TV movie
1: aren't they supposed to have one of the two of them of jim and tammy
0: uh Kristen chenoweth is trying to make a musical about oh, okay. tammy faye which i feel like that's awesome I yeah would watch that's something that. to watch
1: yeah yeah wow uh,
0: she did say something i uh, just like i didn't know where to put it in but she talks about like her use of makeup and one of her doc in the documentary and she said that uh she she used it like a mask and she said people want me to play the clown and i'll be the clown sort of like
1: oh yeah that's kind of powerful right it was interesting yeah well Mm -hmm. on that note guys thanks for listening to this week's episode hit us up on instagram and twitter at drama club pod on the website (laughs) dramaclubpod.com on the hotline
0: 505-factory-90556 at our po box po box number 27433 laca 90027 uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcast and we have an announcement. Do, 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 you do, do, remembered. Do, do. I did not.
1: <laughs> so in the new year and the new decade, we're going to change up our episode format. Or format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, we do a mini episode on Monday, a regular episode on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot. We're yeah. going to start doing a mini episode one week, and then a regular episode the following week. So yeah. One episode a week
0: yeah still on thursdays uh look out for that i think it'll it's, there's like some big topics on our list that yeah is, it's like impossible to do like in a week turnaround so right. hopefully we'll be able to do like some of the big ones coming soon right and you, and you guys are asking for some of the big ones stay tuned
1: stay tuned and thanks for listening <laughs> bye bye however whatever would you help out?